Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Again, I have an awesome special guest with me. And uh, like I said before in our last episode, she's doing an amazing job at being single. So I wanted to get her on here and do this episode, 10 Pitfalls of Singleness. And uh, we're into uh, number six on this episode. So um, this is Grace Hufton. Hey, everybody. From Atlanta, Georgia, and Mm -hmm. one of my very, very best friends. (laughs) And I wanted to bring her on here because... I think a lot of times people feel that when they're single, they're in this like pre part of their life, like the preview to what's coming next. And they fall into a lot of, you know, pitfalls and, uh, and things that the devil tries to do to get them out of their calling, to keep them unhappy and to keep them ineffective for God ultimately. So, um, we wanted to just, just bring it to the surface and, um, so the first, or actually the, the sixth <laughs> pitfall is self-pity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are very, very good at this. I'm going to let you talk about it. <laughs> yes, having a little pity party because you're single and all of your friends are getting engaged. They have their boo. They're getting married. They're having kids. And when you're scrolling through Instagram and Facebook, it's really easy to be like, oh, woe is me, and just, just kind of wallow in self-pity and just kind of be like, oh, no one understands what I'm going through. And you can't have a a pity party because you have to recognize all that God has given you and you have to be thankful for what God has for you. And don't wallow in negativity and don't wallow in like that because God's a good God and you need to be thankful for what he has given you. And don't be sorry for yourself because you are an amazing person and God's given you amazing things and you need to focus on what um, God has given you. Yes. And I think self-pity also makes you an unattractive person, oh, yeah. honestly, because people don't, nobody likes to be around a complainer. Nobody likes to be around the person who plays the victim. And, um, you know, self-pity doesn't, you know, it, it's not easy to <laughs> relate to somebody. It's not easy to, you know, when somebody wallows and wallows and you try to, um, you know, you try to meet them where they're at, but they want to go lower and they want to be, they want to be miserable and you're not helping them. <laughs> and so, um, you know, if somebody's like that, you know, do your best, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend a lot of time with them because that sounds horrible. And I would just say the problem with self-pity is that you're focused on self. Right. And that's not what we're supposed to do as believers. You need to be looking out. Who can I help? Who can I serve? Always looking to God. And because if you carry self-pity right now in your singleness, you're going to carry that selfness into your marriage. Yes, and you need to start sh- shedding it now. Start shedding yeah. it now. Like, no, what? I'm not going to focus on myself. I'm going to focus on others and I'm going to focus on God. Yes. So um, number six was self-pity. Number seven is comparison. And uh, a lot of times it's said comparison is the thief, the thief of joy. Um, when you are comparing yourself to other people um, in, in so many areas of life, this really does you know, steal your joy because you're, you're not meant to be compared to this person and that person, another person. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, if anything, God's kept you single because he's kept you out of the wrong relationships. Amen. So be grateful that you're not married to the wrong person, but that God's preserving you for the right person. Um, and many people who have been down that road where they did marry the wrong person would agree. And they would say, yes, just wait, it will be worth it. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to go through that kind of hurt and that kind of heartbreak, um, to, and, and to go 
through all of that just because you, you know, you compared yourself to somebody else and you felt like you weren't good enough. So then you settled for somebody that uh, you never should have been in a relationship with. Yeah. And do not compare your life with someone else's life because God has made you different. God knows the plan that he has for you. And as long as you are, the, the key is following God. The key is hearing the voice of God. Because as long as you're following him and following the leading of the Holy Spirit, be confident in that. Don't compare your life with someone else's because you're different. You have a unique calling on your life and God has not forgotten you. So don't compare what you're doing with what someone else is doing because they're not called to do what you're supposed to do. So make sure you're focused on what you're supposed to do. Yes. So I'm going to pose this kind of as a question to you because I think this third one, um, I think this can be sometimes one of the most difficult ones for people. Um, Not the third, but the sixth, seventh, eighth, (laughs) the eighth one, um, which is loneliness. And so I wanted to ask you as a person that is single and thriving in it and doing awesome at it. Um, what what do you do to combat this this thing, which is loneliness? Yeah. And let's get real. Like being a single person, I have had times of feeling lonely and like there's no one I could like really share my deepest, dark, deepest, not darkest, <laughs> the deepest <laughs> thoughts in my heart. <laughs> and just, um, and I was, and I'll go to the Lord and like, I'll, I'll just have this sense of overwhelming loneliness. And what do you do when that happens? You go to the one who knows you the most. You go to the one who loves you the most. You go to God and you spend time with him. You do quality time with him. You have to set aside time and really press into his presence and talk with him, have conversations. You need to develop that deep and personal relationship with God because he is the one that I run to all the time. I run to him. I say, God, I'm feeling this. And I'll look up scriptures and he helps me every single time. God has carried me through every single step. So whenever I feel like, and the devil loves to make you like, with self-pity and comparison and then feeling lonely, the devil loves to put thoughts into your head, like something's wrong with you or, oh, you're all alone. No yeah. one knows what you're going through. <laughs> like God, the devil will always do that to yes. bring you down. But you need to take your thoughts captive and yeah. bring it under the authority of Jesus Christ and read the word. You need to wash your mind with the word and say, no, I'm not alone. I am not yes. lonely. I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. He's my best friend. He's with me all the time. And you can't allow loneliness to creep in. And i got to be honest, sometimes it might you know, start coming up into my thoughts, but I've learned to, to nip it in the bud and be like, no, I have my best friend with me every single day. And I don't allow the emotions to, to well up. Because if you let it sit, if you just let emotions and thoughts come, it's going to get stronger and louder and louder. But you need to tell those thoughts to shut up. Yeah. And get into the word and develop that sweet, intimate relationship with Jesus. And so you won't feel alone anymore. Yes. And another thing, just on a practical level, level too, what I would say is, you know, if you feel lonely, you feel isolated and you feel like you don't, you know, know anybody, well, maybe you need to get into a church where there's people. Yeah. You need to get into a, a, a fellowship of believers. If you're actually lonely because you really don't have social interaction with <laughs> other people, you know, if you're a believer, I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you want to marry somebody that's at that caliber and at that level, and you're not going to find them 
most likely you're not going to go to Starbucks and find that person on a whim or go to the supermarket and find that person. You're going to find that person in the house of God. You're going to find that person, um, that person serving God. They're not going to be the person that comes to church, you know, every six months. They're going to be the person that um, is committed fully to the things of God and and is going to prove their faithfulness to God. And you're going to see that. So if there is that loneliness and because you're maybe you're way out somewhere and, you know, you feel cut off from other people, um, get into the house of God and get into a fellowship of believers and, uh, and, and make that your family and, uh, and don't, don't be isolated. Don't let the devil isolate That's you so and tell you that, you know, you're the only one going through this. Yeah. Nobody knows what it's like to be in your shoes because that's how depression creeps in and that's how you know anxiety creeps in and that's how the devil takes most people out mm-hmm. is by almost like self-destruct mode um by you know starting off with these seed thoughts of you're so lonely nobody likes you no one wants to be with you and that's total garbage Lies. um you know if you're in a season right now where you're not married yet you're single it's not because nobody likes you and you're a horrible, horrible person. It's, you know, like I said before, just praise God. You're not with the wrong person. God's preserving you for what he has for ahead for you. So loneliness. Um, and so the next thing, number nine is insecurity. Um, one of the pitfalls of singleness is that people find themselves insecure in who they are. And, uh, and the problem with that is that they end up acting out of that insecurity, which, you know, we see this time and time again where, where you know, it's like, People are, you know, girl crazy or boy crazy or whatever you want to say, but they they can't help it. It's like they have to hunt somebody down, and their you know their life they they can't be single for more than five minutes yeah. because they're insecure, and so they've ended up in so many wrong relationships, and their life is just you know, all over the place. And that's what insecurity does is, you know, it'll mask itself as, you know, well, I'm just a social person. I just like being around people. But the the real thing is, is that, you know, I just, I just, I like to have, I like to be in a relationship. You know, I just like to have somebody, but really you just don't like to be by yourself because you don't really like yourself Mm -hmm. because you don't have the identity in Christ that you should have. And so that's a serious thing. And so being, you have to find that security in the things of God. Amen. So do you have some that? Yeah, that? like if if you are insecure in who you are in Christ, then you're going to try to find validation yeah. with somebody else, and especially um, maybe younger people, but older people can do it too. Where yeah. they they'll flirt with girls and guys, even if they're not really super interested in them, they'll yeah. flirt with them to kind of hook them because if they start liking you back, it makes you feel validated, it makes you feel secure because you're you're not secure in who you are. Yeah. And so you try to find validation in wrong ways. Yeah. So make sure that you find your security in Christ. Yes. And then the last thing and um, is is doubting God's ability. Um, you know, a lot of times people, when they're still waiting and single and still waiting for God to come through with that spouse, um, it, it's very easy to start doubting, well, d- does God, you know, really have somebody for me? Now, I, want, I want you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, for sure. Because God's spoken to me. The, the key is is to seek after God. And ask him, like he'll show you things to come. And for me, God's told me things about my future, and I need to stand on that and believe that God's gonna come through with what he told me. And there can be times where I doubt, and I'm like, well, maybe God is not going to come through. Maybe I should kind of try to make it 
happen on my own. Like I, God told me not to do online dating, me specifically. I'm not saying it's bad, but I would go on there anyway, just because I kind of doubted that God would actually come through because I've been waiting for so long. Um, but so but then I had, God told me many times, like, you need to pick up your sword and shield again in the spirit. And like, yes, even though I'm waiting right now, but I have to have my faith activated. You need to be expecting that yeah. God's going to come through for you. Yeah. Never doubt. Don't get angry at God because he's your ally. He's your best friend. If you get angry with him, then who's going to be on your side? You have yeah. to keep him in um, right next to you and say, okay, God, I believe that you're going to come through for me. I believe that you're going to give me the desires of my heart. I thank you, Lord God, that you withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly and make sure that you are walking uprightly. Make sure that you are walking out the purpose and plan of God for your life. Be so close with him and then remove every single doubt and fear from your life. You need to treat doubt and fear like an enemy, like fiery darts from the devil. You need to pick up your shield and say, no, I'm going to continue to believe. I'm going to continue to stay expectant. My faith is activated. Continue to activate your faith and believe that God's going to come through for you. Yes. Amen. (laughs) That's 100% the truth. You know, for me, when I was in that time too, and you know, God had spoken to me some things that I had, I had, I had known in my heart that there was a specific kind of person that God wanted me to marry and that he wasn't, there wasn't like 10 of the same kind of person, uh, you know, walking on the earth or, you know, or in my church, you know, God had a specific um, person for me. And, and, I, and I, there was a time when I didn't think that that person really even existed. But um, when God came through for me, and it was in a very unexpected time, but it was right after I prayed and I laid everything down and I said, God, you know what? I'm tired of trying to figure it out on my own. Um, I'm going to let you do it. I'm not going to try to figure it out. And then I prayed in the Holy Ghost. God gave me something to pray out in English, you know, something that came out of my spirit that literally manifested in two days. And I mean, when, when you actually give up and give it over to God, and you've probably heard this many times, but I mean, it's a quick turnaround mm-hmm. time. And God really, really does work quickly on your behalf. When you when you hand it over to him and you say, okay, God, I'm, tar- I'm sorry. I'm tired of trying to figure it out on my own. I'm giving it over to you. God, because I don't want the person that I pick to marry. I want the person that you pick for me to marry. I want the perfect will of God, not just the permissible will and not just some Joe Schmo person that I found on the street corner. I want the perfect will of God because I have, I know that God's placed a plan and, and he has a plan for me and that in that plan, there's that spouse that's gonna, we're gonna come together and then it's gonna be exponential and two are gonna do 10,000 times the amount that one could have done by themselves. Yeah. So it, it's a, uh, it's, it's so, it's so important that you press into that and press into God and let him, um, and let him lead and guide you in that way. It's, it's got it. You have to come to a place where you're tired of trying to do it in your own strength and you give it over to God. Um, and that's, that's where I found myself. And I had heard testimonies like that while I was single and I don't know if I just didn't really, uh, you know, it was hard for me to believe it. And, uh, you know, it's hard to get out of that mode of trying to do things on your own. It's hard to get out of that mode of looking, is this person the one? Is that person the one? It's, it is because it's like, it, it just... You just you know, life is just like that. But when you when you truly give it over to God and you say, God, I'm t- I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep trying to figure it out. I'm gonna let you bring that person to me. You will see how it will be quick. And uh, and it, it and, and when you when you when you stay away from all ten of those pitfalls and you have that relationship with Jesus and your heart is pure towards Him, you're gonna see that things are gonna come together quickly for you, quicker than you would have ever thought or expected. And uh, so be encouraged. This is this 
podcast today is to encourage you mm-hmm. that no matter how long it's been, no matter what age you are, be encouraged because if the desire is in your heart, then God wants it to come to pass because he's the one who put the desire there in the first place. So be encouraged um, and, and, uh, and get ready because God's going to do something awesome with your life. And this is part of that. Yes, just know your value. You are valued in God, and God loves you so, so much, and He has a wonderful plan for your life. You need to believe that. You can't let that that phrase just wash over you like, oh, God loves me, a wonderful plan for my life. No, He really does. And yeah. it's better to wait for the right one than to rush into a wrong one, which can cause you a lot of heartache and can slow down the purpose of God on your life. But good things are in store for you, and God's got a great person for you to marry. Yes, yes. So thank you so much for listening to this. Share this with somebody that it would, you know, help them, benefit them. We love you so much and we'll see you soon. Bye.